0: The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions.
1: What's the uh, situation like in uh, Nevada? Is it mm-hmm. restrictions? Have they gone?
0: Um, I don't really know. I, I know that I think a lot of places have. I, I think it's pretty much like you don't have to wear a mask if you've been vaccinated, but there's nobody asking for any proof, of course. Right, and so. Um, I'm sure that a lot of people are super honest you know because they've been uh, complaining this whole time about having to wear a mask so you know they wouldn't take advantage of uh, yeah anything like that
1: no it's uh I'm bored of hearing about it though you can't you can't escape it there's no news anymore it's just constant how many people have got it infections death rates, keep the TV off it's uh, I think that's the best the best way mm-hmm. We were meant to have a Freedom Day tomorrow, but that's been a setback four weeks. Freedom Day? Where all the re- restrictions and masks came off, oh. but no, another four weeks for us. Is it, um, you're from Northern England or Ireland? I am Northern, Northern England, yeah. Northern England, okay. Yeah,
0: can I can, I, I can, I can, I can hear a little bit of, uh...
1: Oh, oh, that's that what we was worried
0: about. You say. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've watched enough BBC, I think, to uh, <laughs> or uh, <laughs> or Game of Thrones. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I'll I'll try and keep it. You know, I'll try and keep it um, proper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. So you just get rot down in it, then yeah. you can do that too. Oh, yeah i think that's good that's going a bit more <laughs> south to london but yeah <laughs> could uh, could give you a whole tour of the north but there's a lot of accents about up here
0: yeah <gasps> welcome to season seven episode 10 of the better band podcast an all-encompassing trip through every song in the pearl jam catalog i am your host brandon palomo Each episode, I go track by track with a guest through every album, soundtrack, single, and B-side to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon today talking about the Riot Act track, Get Right, with my guest, Alex
1: Hogard. Hello, Alex. Hi, Brandon. Thanks for having me on. You well, oh,
0: of course, it's always good to have new people on. And since you are new to this show, before we dive into the track, I've got to get it out of the way. I've got to ask you, when did you first hear of Pearl Jam?
1: I've been trying to think back since you since you I agreed to come on, I've been trying to think when it was, I can't quite remember. How old I was? I think I must have been around fifteen or sixteen mm-hmm. because I actually got into music quite late compared to a lot of people I hear on these podcasts. And I was born—I was born in ninety-two, so I missed. So obviously, I missed the early days, mm-hmm. and so not being really into music at the time, I was a teenager. I got into rock music after I think it was Live Aid. You know the sort of redone Live Aid mm-hmm. performances in two thousand and five because it coincided with the time I started playing guitar at school. And so I got into that, then I'd seen Velvet Revolver on TV at Live 8, and that was quite, you know, seeing Slash holding the guitar up to the sky, all the press photographers, you thought, oh, that's cool. (laughs) And not long after, I'd got a copy of Appetite for Destruction, and I wore that and Velvet Revolver's Contraband out. And then from that, I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, and I got into that, the whole record there. Um, and because you're playing guitar at that age, you don't want to learn the things you need to know, like the scales, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of Nirvana songs, they're easy to play. You just want to play a whole song. It's so like, come as you are, smells like Teen Spirit. Oh, I could do them. And then I found out there was this whole Seattle scene. I was just searching on the internet, you know, the various bands from Seattle because it looked a cool place. I liked the sound of Nirvana. And I just ended up Googling there uh, Pearl Jam. And the first video that came up was a performance of Alive at Pink Pop 92. And Mm. when you're at the age, you know, you're getting into rock music. That's kind of the perfect performance, you know, to be introduced to the band. And from then on, yeah, that's been my band, really. Did any of that
0: stuff seem kind of dated then by the time that you found it? Sort of like the early 90s sort of stuff? I don't know about visually, aesthetically or sort of the style or anything?
1: No, because I think it was uh, representative to how I felt at the time. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the music, particularly over here in the UK, it was all, you know, boy band or girl band, just generic pop music. And there was the Simon Cowell thing going on, you know, reality television, X Factor, Pop Idol. That was all that was on the TV or on the radio. And I think that was one of the reasons why I didn't get into music until later, When you start to get in, the internet was better, started getting on the computer more to discover different things. So I was actually looking back around the time I got into music, 2005, the UK singles charts, the top three biggest selling singles. So when I look back, we're all terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And the third biggest selling single in the UK in 2005 was the Crazy Frog and did that make any waves across there? <laughs> um, no. It was, well, it's a CJ frog dressed as a motorcyclist, singing the Beverly Hills Cop theme tune, but making motorcycle noises over it. And it was basically a mobile phone ringtone, huh. but it was released as a single, and it ended up being the third biggest sing- selling single that year. <laughs>
0: What's going on? Oh.
1: so that sort of shows you know the state of the music industry over here at that time so I think that was one of the reasons i wasn't paying much attention to chart music and i needed you know i needed something something else something harder because it was all you know it's very generic pop music mm-hmm. what you can tell has been written by a team of people just to sell rather than you know it's not genuine or real
0: and i think what would it have been then just pretty much what arctic monkeys were they around then or libertines
1: i think was they about Yeah, they were the early noughties, but they weren't really really on, you know, they were on a bit, but not as much as, you know, pop, pop music. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was dominated by, you know, the reality TV things because, you know, the sort of Simon Cowell's program always finished in the run up to Christmas. So like the biggest single that year would be the Christmas number one. Yeah. And he got the Christmas number one for however many years in a row until there was a campaign to get a killing in the name of. Yeah. By Rage Against the Machine to number one so that did beat him one year when because that was sort of the you know the downfall for the him and reality television because I think people had had enough of these sort of one hit wonders they got the Christmas number one then they disappeared but they were on TV all the time you know just to sell just to get Simon Carl's bank balance up yeah <laughs> and I think then he moved across there didn't he so yep yeah stuck with him <laughs> <laughs> still can't get rid of him. Uh, But yeah, the great thing about Pearl Jam, it's I went through chronologically, you see, from 10 and worked my way through. And so I saw the development in not only the band, but myself Mm -hmm. as well. So I started off with 10 and by verses, I heard verses and that was when I was really, you know, I thought this is is the band for me. And I stuck it out through, you know, the Vitalogy and No Code, a bit different, but I liked, I liked the different, I've got quite an eclectic taste. And so for a band to be willing to, you know, explore different avenues and sounds is really it was a lot different too because we all know bands that i won't say any names but they'll (laughs) stick with the same sound Mm -hmm. and it might work for them but after a time after 10 records of doing the same thing you know it gets gets a bit much and you just want someone who'll push the boundaries a bit and test themselves and test the listener
0: so then um you found them after this uh this song had come out right i did yeah yeah after riot Act, so then (laughs) you didn't get a chance to ever see this live because this was only played on that Riot Act tour and it hasn't been played since.
1: I think uh, 17 times is the count for it.
0: We'll be hopeful and
1: say as of now. As of now, yeah, so far. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's only had an, in terms of the live aspect, it's only had what, an eight month lifespan. Yeah. Which is quite, quite extraordinary to think about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, they first played it, uh, though, in. 2002 on december 5th the first of the showbox shows the second of which of course is the dvd and i've mentioned that i think probably almost every episode this season (laughs) uh but they didn't play it on that second show so if you pop in the dvd you're not going to see it on there which i don't know why i have listened to a couple live versions and it doesn't seem like they mess up the
1: song a lot it doesn't seem too hard for them to do no it's I said it's in the same it's a similar sort of thing to mind your manners Mm-hmm. You know, just a short sharp kind of punky song and it often it was played in the early part of the show you know as the sort of warming up warming the crowd mm-hmm. up as the show started getting a bit heavier but i did listen to the first version at the show box that was a very good performance yeah and they went to australia and japan after that and there were a couple of rough versions i think particularly nagoya in oh i didn't catch those uh, ones. <laughs> nagoya in japan Nagoya Japan, that show, that was probably the low point for the song because Ed sort of messes the first verse up. <laughs> Up laughing until the chorus. Oh. <laughs> it never really gets back on track.
0: Yeah, Matt Cameron wrote the song, so of course it's got a, a little bit of a wonky time signature. The verse is pretty much 4 4, but then there's uh, either a measure, however you want to, uh, it'll help you count, uh, a measure of 6 4 or a pickup measure of 2-4 at the uh, the third part of the, the first. And you can 1-2-3-4, 1-2-3-4, and then it's going to be 1-2-3-4-5-6, or 1-2-3-4-1-2. Uh, and then in the chorus, it is 6-4.
1: And if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the, both lyrics and music were written by Matt. Yep. this is this is, a, is his only sole song until Gigaton. It'd take the long way. Yeah. And so it's his sole credit for both lyrics and music up until last year.
0: Yeah, and then there's also the uh, the... The song Get It Back, yeah, which yeah, is an yeah. outtake, which he's, he's got two Get songs. So that's, uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if that's a
1: pattern or just coincidence, probably. And I think it's perhaps a bit lost on the record as to the track placement coming in number nine. Mm-hmm. And it's sandwiched between two pretty big hitters in UR and Green Disease. And I think in terms of the live performances, they get a lot of, you know, a lot of fan love for live performances of those.
0: It's, and, and of course, uh, your this is this song is not to be confused with the uh, the other get rights out there by uh, Jennifer Lopez, Weezer, Jimmy Eat World, of course, Jeezy. Uh, the, the, if you, if you're searching in your iTunes, <laughs> you, those ones might come up as well.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not a cover.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, of course, if you're looking for information on this in your Pearl Jam twenty book. Uh, it's going to say you're going to look on page 231, but that's another typo. So add that to the list of uh, of mistakes that I found in looking for uh, in looking through Pearl Jam 20. It is actually the the sole mention is on page 260,
1: and it really is a sole mention. Yes, it's just uh, this the- song <laughs> is on the album. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Unhinged ga- guitar assault. Get right and save you. So it yeah. doesn't even get its own line. It's mixed in (laughs) with another song
0: (laughs) yeah this um there's really not much about the song when you when you look for it um as it gets to the later albums you know i mean i don't know if it's just because nobody cares about pearl jam anymore to talk to them about the newer stuff Mm -hmm. or it's just not been around long enough for um mythologies and stuff to build up around these songs but like as you get towards this part in their catalog, not really much about these songs and stuff is written unless it's, you know, the uh, the big, you know, singles or something like yeah. that, like uh, uh, Nothing As It Seems
1: or um, I Am Mine or something like that. It is a strange one, though, because even going back to look at interviews from the time, there's really not a lot about the song. Yeah. It's almost, it's forgotten about now. It was forgotten about as soon as it was released almost.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and this is a really good song, too. Yeah. I, I, you forget about it and then you listen to it and you're like oh yeah you know you got the guitar yeah. harmonics going on in both years and you got jeff going crazy on the bass and it's just it's like man how
1: how mm-hmm. why
0: have they stopped playing the song I mean, and why it's
1: quite similar it's a similar story with the, the majority of riot act though yeah yeah it's so a lot of it's forgotten about Then you listen to it and you think oh this is this is fantastic song and you listen to the live bootlegs from that time period you think oh these are all really great performances mm-hmm then one of the things I did find that Eddie does talk about the song was Detroit 2014 because I don't know if you saw came across this new searching. There's a couple of people in the crowd held up a big banner requesting it, and Eddie's sort of looking at it and he's going, "Oh, it's lots of math because it says something like it says on the banner it says something like 374, 300, f- sorry, 3,745 <laughs> days, 326 shows since." last played Get Right. And he sort of stood looking, hmm, that's a lot of math. Then he just goes, we can't remember it. Yeah. And then he said, "He asks Matt, am I allowed to tell them what it's about? And there's a lot of looking round and sort of <laughs> laughing. And he goes, hmm, it's a song about smoking pot. And you can see Matt sort of quite, you know, awkwardly nodding. And I think, <laughs> is that the reason why they've not played it? The lyrical content? All
0: right, then this guy, what does that say? three hundred and seventy. Four three thousand It's a lot of math, man. Three thousand seven hundred and forty-five days, which is three hundred and twenty-six shows since we last played a song called Get Right. <laughs> We played it in Detroit.
1: We played that's in it. That's a Matt Cameron song. Can I tell him what it's about, or does it does it have to remain a mystery? Get right. It's 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 a we don't remember it. I, there's just something. It's a very very hard.
0: We just don't remember it. The irony
1: is that it's a song about smoking pot. (laughs) And we can't remember it. Imagine
0: that. Well, and then, um, what was it, when they played Out of My Mind, I think one of the uh, other two times I think they played it after, you know, Improving the song or something like that, he lists off a bunch of marijuana strains or something like that, and he's and says so like, "Oh, hey, this is get out of your mind or something, you know, all these weed references or something like that," and so it's kind of like, well, I don't think it's you know because they they uh, don't approve or anything uh, like that.
1: It's because apparently, get right is slang for get high, apparently. I, I don't know that. I don't have any experience with that, I must admit. That's something I've researched. <laughs> I'll point that out. But is that why it's maybe a bit of a, you know, maybe a bit of an adolescent lyric? I wanted to get high, not sure. Mm. But, you know, it's one that may, maybe not doesn't age as well as the others. Now, you know, a bunch of guys in the 50s with kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, possibly. Still,
0: I, don't,
1: I don't think it's that. There's a, there's a, there's worse songs about in terms of lyrical content, but. Like I said, with the Mind Your Manners uh, example earlier, I'm not sure why that didn't. This song hasn't kept that sort of role in the years after, right? Act, you know, early on in the set, building up to the heavier portion of the show. You know, mm-hmm. Mike gets a good workout on it, but now it's just disappeared totally.
0: Yeah, and and I don't think that the real meaning of the song or anything is is. Evident in the lyrics, it is. It is a. It is a very Matt Cameron sort of poetic song, uh even back from his uh his Soundgarden days, where kind of like, oh, I don't even really know what this is about. It's kind of, I don't know. It just kind of sounds cool. I mean, Baker's dozen parade. I mean, that's just an awesome line that I don't think means anything. If
1: You'll permit me. I think it might but, you know, obviously there's the get right, get high oh, oh. reference. And in the liner notes, there is this uh, rather large cigarette type thing, yeah? Oh, yes.
0: It's a, a jazz cigarette,
1: let's say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is that possibly what the song's about? You know, the first verse could be about, you know, when it's just doing it as a sort of recreational social thing. And the second verse, is that more when it becomes out of control mm-hmm. to an addiction? Because there's a lot of, you know, the references in the first verse, it's more relaxed, you're looking forward to it. And again, the water is sunshine lyric, is that another reference to drugs? You no know, blazing sunshine, mm-hmm. blazing another slang term, again, something I've researched. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the fire is made now, harder to touch. And yeah. the other thing I found at the time, On the right, actor, they were selling Get Right t-shirts, and there was sort of on the back, it said Get Right on the front in sort of an Arabic text, but on the back there was sort of what you might call a bong or a hookah, and the smoke coming out of it spelt Pearl Jam. Oh. And so, you know, the fire is made, now it's harder to touch. Is that referring to the apparatus, if you will? Oh, yeah, I don't think I ever saw that shirt. that's that's one of the very very few things you can find about get right actually Mm -hmm. and then the the second verse though is this possibly you know drugs getting out of hand
0: well it could possibly be i think probably the war on drugs Mm -hmm. uh nine in a row nine supreme court justices right possibly the fact that it's uh largely you know was uh back then pretty much completely illegal and now here in 2021 you have more and more states in the united states uh approving it for recreational use not only you know um medical use and everything and sort of the uh Mm -hmm. cast out every day the dregs of society sort of like oh if you use it you're a loser and you know drugs are bad for everyone and it is you know just as bad
1: as cocaine or meth or something like that it's a oh it's a gateway oh Mm -hmm. you know But at the same time, I think this uh, second verse, you know, as you say, the dregs of society, concrete underground, that be, you know, homeless people, a reference to, or people, you know, who are addicted and end up on the streets, unfortunately. You know, like dregs of society, underbelly. Are they a bit uncomfortable with those terms to describe people who may have problems now? I mean, could that be the reason why the song's not played? Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, possibly, yeah. Well, I think that that's probably more not like being said in a
1: no that's not what they feel that's the perception from others yeah Yeah. i
0: mean it's kind of like hey they call us this or they call you that so i mean it's not really Mm -hmm. i think as uh as cancel worthy quote unquote or whatever uh, (laughs) as as (laughs) as as that i mean like if you're (laughs) you know saying it's like oh you know get all these people out of here or something like that we need to mm. you know which people are are doing you know more and more every day like you know get them out of here so we don't mm. have to look at them uh, so we can put up uh really expensive condos or something like that that nobody can afford
1: yeah yeah uh, that's probably quite true of seattle so Mm-hmm. It might be a song as to what was happening in Seattle at the time or what's happening now. That might be a worldwide issue, not just located to their city. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a—it's just a mystery as to why it's totally disappeared. And like the reason in Detroit, you know, we can't remember it. That's because hmm, they're known to pull out a lot of other songs from earlier. Oh, yeah. Accent.
0: This is, it's got, you know, the odd time signature is just a little quirk about it. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that's super... Hard, I don't think it's not something that, you know, kind of like, oh, OK, I got
1: to really do some hard math or something like that. And it's a quick enough song. Oh, yeah. For yeah. them to be, you know, because essentially it could be over in 90 seconds because the second chorus is wrapped up within 90 seconds. Yeah,
0: you just got to make it to there and then it's all. <laughs> it's like, OK, how long are you going to yeah. solo? That's I mean, that's pretty much it. Let's get on to
1: something else. Oh! The other thing from a few of the live performances, after the second chorus, Eddie actually starts singing I Wanted to Get High. And I think it's very prominent in the Oklahoma City performance. start singing high but he's sort of trying to disguise it extending the eye out so i think under no mistake what the song's about
0: yeah and and i think that you know if them getting older kind of um calm down a little bit i mean you got willie nelson out there yeah. that uh <laughs> i think if, if if it's okay for any if, if it's okay for willie i think that it's it's kind of okay you can be you can be older and still be with it or whatever <laughs> still want to get right
1: Yeah, but. Be- it's it's not much of a requested song either you never there's not much of a fan movement to get it played you know you see it here about green disease that was quite popular in 2018 that people wanting to hear that but in terms of get right you never hear people talking about mm. it you know, it's just the forgotten the forgotten song of the catalogue really
0: yeah now that now now that uh it's it's legal in a lot more states i think when they come back to the united mm. states people should just uh start throwing joints on stage with get right written on it and maybe maybe <laughs> they'll start playing it. Hey, who knows? we'll start a uh, start a, start a campaign. So that's,
1: <laughs> so that's throw, throw back to the what, 95 Soldier field show wasn't that quite prominent throwing them joints onto the stage or off the stage into the audience. So but yeah it's uh, I think it'll be most interesting. there's a lot of people talking about you know playing right act the whole album because they've done ve- they've done every one album up to right act. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people. Oh, this is this is the show they'll play Riot Act in full, and so that may be if they ever do it. Which I'm unsure they will because it's quite a long. It's the longest in terms of songs. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that'll be that'll be the test. Would they do Would they do Riot Act in full, or would they leave Get Right out?
0: I think if they did it, they would leave Arc out. Yeah they could do the whole thing they'd probably you know it would be like one song maybe to to uh to start the set and then do this and then like one more song and that'll be like the whole (laughs) and then then the encore
1: yeah Uh, uh, art could be the uh, walk-on music like red dot was for the yield show in milwaukee there you go Mm. so if any member of the band's listening
0: (laughs) and we know they are of course (laughs) Let's see. The only other thing I have uh, about the song is this was one of the uh, songs that Matt Cameron uh, put out a demo of on his MySpace page way back in the day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Touching the haystacks, water with sunshine.
0: Wait for the moment A moment between us. Fives made now hot to the touch. I wanted to get right. Wanted to get right. Wanted to get right there Which uh is pretty it sounds pretty much like the song, I think just sort of towards the end, like where the uh where the solo goes and stuff, it kind of falls apart a little bit.
1: Yeah, it needs needs Mike.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think Jeff does a better uh, a better job on the bass too.
1: But yeah, there's not a lot. If anyone's wanting to go through the live the the entire live performances of it, there's not a lot of listening.
0: No, yeah, you could you could do it and you can bust that out in less
1: than half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, another point to make: it's never been played in Europe.
0: No, no, yeah, just uh, Australia, Japan, and the United States. Oh, in Mexico, the last time it was Mexico, uh, it was played. Yeah
1: think once in mexico once in japan three in australia ten in the u.s and two in canada so it needs it needs a european debut
0: yeah there we go when they hopefully start up again next year i might have to get the petition going <laughs> Ah, there we go uh, but then there's a lot of songs i think that people are like oh
1: they haven't oh, played yeah, this they... in a
0: long time they haven't played this in a long time
1: they play this all the time but we want to hear haven't it played it yeah haven't played this in three years <laughs> we've not heard it for three years we'll happily hear yeah anything.
0: yeah
1: <laughs> uh, so i think we're about here at the end then right yeah that there's not a lot to go on with this song i think we've probably put more thought in to get right than anybody other than matt cameron has <laughs> in the history of the song so
0: so that hey, that that's something that's that's a uh, that's an accomplishment
1: yeah that's that's one for the that's one for the archives yeah hell yeah
0: um, so then, let's wrap up by recreating that famous moment in uh, at the end of single video theory, where where Ed is asked, and and now I'll I'll pose that question to you, uh, Alex. What does Pearl Jam mean to you?
1: This is another question. I knew that was coming up. I've been trying. <laughs> I've been trying to put a bit of thought into it, but I think Eddie answered it best by just that that glance. he's hmm. <laughs> You know, struggling to answer. But for me, I've I've been trying to think of words. You know, key word that'd be best describe what Pearl Jam means to me. I think development or growth could be those words. Because even though I got into them later, obviously, I've seen the development of the band going through the catalogue. And as a listener, I think you develop with the band, Mm -hmm. and you see this transformation throughout the history. And they're still transforming. You know, willing to take risks on things like Dance of the Clairvoyant. And I think as it challenges the listener to develop with them, and I think the development in them as musicians and people is evident because a lot of, you know, we all know rock bands that stay the same throughout the history, mm-hmm. you know, with the long hair, trying to keep that look. And they sort of grown up and developed and thought we don't want to be defined by how we were, you know, 20, 30 years ago. You know, we want to progress and grow. So that's what it means to, it's a tough question. I'm going down <laughs> <laughs> it's It's a very difficult question to answer, but because what started out as music becomes so much more, and it's developed again, development, it's developed into so much more that I've met a lot of good people through the band, I've been able to travel, following the band, and so, yeah, what started off as music means a whole lot more than it did originally. And I didn't obviously, I don't think any of us thought it'd have such an impact when whenever we heard. Pearl jam for the first time. But here we are, many years later talking about the band still. And they're still putting out, you know, relevant records and records that challenge not only themselves but the listener. And hopefully I think we'll see that development continue for as long as possible. Is that a good enough? <laughs> <laughs> Does that wrap
0: it up? No yeah, no, yeah, that's good. No, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Thanks thanks a whole lot for coming on and, and dorking out about Pearl Jam with me. Uh, Not a problem. Thanks for having me on, Brandon. Oh, yes, of course. The Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo, and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from BetterBandPod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BetterBandPod. I'm on Twitter at BrandonP, B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you like the job I'm doing here, you can go to ko-fi.com slash BrandonP and leave me a $3 tip. Or give me a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to tell your friends. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Alex, and as always, this is Brandon saying... Mein Bratwest has a first name, it's F-R-I-T-Z. Mein Bratwest has a second name, it's S-C-H-N-A-C-K-E-N-P-F-E-F-F-E-R-H-A-U-S-E-N...